I said, are you ready for Let's Talk World Hockey? And now, here are our hosts, Beth and Zach. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the 44th episode of Let's Talk World Hockey, brought to you by Five in a Game Sports Network. I'm your girl, Beth. Joined as always by my dude, Zach. How are you doing today, buddy? Uh, doing good. Just scarfed dinner down. Um, tired. Did a, a oh, a three-day road trip with 20 mm. hours in, in the middle of that. I'm just straight driving to Indiana. So it was fun a good times. time, but yeah, fun times. All, almost almost near uh, Fort Wayne territory for uh, your team. Alrighty. So, kind of close, but how are you doing? I'm doing good. Also tired. It's been like a long week and a half, but it is what it is. Got to watch some woho on my lunch break, and I'm never ever going to complain about that. Um, so it wasn't a bad day because there was PHF hockey today. So, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Can't complain. <laughs> no, can't, can't, can't complain one bit. And of course, I always seem to forget this. So we'll go ahead and do it now before I forget because I can see it in front of my face. Don't forget to sauce us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Taco Hockey Pod. And of course, you should be watching this video on YouTube as you watch Zach drink his sparkly beverage. And that is at Let's Talk Bo Hockey. Don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, share, turn on the, the little bell, hit the little bell for notifications so you know when our new episodes are released. So hey, you can it's it's a spiked seltzer. Calm down. It's not I mean I have lemonade in my baby Yoda cup. So, oh, well, I mean, there you go. Then, yeah, well, it's from Sulphur Roots out of Austin, Texas. It's just a, it was something that I saw at Trader Joe's, and I'm like, you know what? Why not? Let's try it out. The only time we'll be getting it, though, because it's like $16 for a 12 pack. I'm like, no, I'm good. <laughs> you know, that, that's a little pricey for my taste. So, I will stick with my like 24 packs of Trulies for the same price. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, it was just something to try out, but I mean, it's Trader Joe's. I mean, you find something you want to try, and you'll have it. So I mean, it is it's what true. it is. It's true. Yeah, and I go mean, for a couple, go for a couple things. Leave with a a lot more things. Leave with a whole whole lot of things you weren't planning on. The only reason I enjoy shopping at Trader Joe's now compared to other grocery stores is they're like the only grocery store left that has paper bags. Yeah, yeah, the paper bags are pretty good. Um, even honestly though, like all their all their branded food stuff that they have is actually oh, really good too. It is. Like, it's just expensive and out of the way for me. Like it's not conveniently located. Yeah, for me it's a, for me it's about a it's about a thirty minute thirty five minute drive. It's a little bit it's a little bit pricey, but honestly though, for the stuff you get, it's the quality. It's the quality yeah. of the food that kind of makes me feel like okay, I can kind of handle it because it's not like Whole Foods. That's why I go to Sprouts. Yeah, but honestly though, like they have this um vegan like cheeseburger pizza. Oh, let me tell you, it is like the greatest thing that they have I mean, in terms of pizzas. It's super good. It's worth it. It's worth getting if you yeah. can find it. I, I don't good. I don't hate on vegan food. I've had some great vegan food in my life, but if there's one thing in my life that will always be traditional mm -hmm. in every sense of the word, it is pizza. It's yeah, I mean, it's still. I mean, it, the only thing that's the only thing that's really different is the meat. It's everything else is yeah. the same. It's just it's well, just no, if it's vegan, vegan, then it's got vegan cheese and well, I don't think no it's dairy. Vegan. 
No, it's actually not vegan. I'm sorry. It's like vegetarian something or other. It's just the only thing oh, that's gotcha. different. The, the only thing that's different is the meat. That's about gotcha. it. Yeah. Gotcha. Everything everything else is yeah. the same. Like I so, said, so I'm not so going to hate I, on I, any I, vegan things, but pizza has to be pizza. No. Like, me, sorry, not sorry. No, let me tell you, though, you, you don't even taste the difference. It, it's literally eating like a cheeseburger pizza. So don't knock it until you try it. Maybe one day, but one day. Like it, Someday. <laughs> it, it is Monday evening, and there was PHF hockey on today because there was a travel delay for our friends in Minnesota getting to Montreal. Uh, as we all know, it's been a little, little cold uh, the last few days and much, much colder for our friends up north. And so they had a bit of a weather delay, but they were able to make things work. And they were able to play today. So we got Monday afternoon PHF hockey, which is not an awful thing. Uh, And we also had Friday night PHF hockey because we did have the uh, Connecticut whale go visit the American dream. And uh, unfortunately, this game this weekend did not turn out good for our whale, Zach. Uh, I don't know if you kept up with the scoreboard. I, I, I tried as much as I could. I saw the final scores. Yeah, yeah, it was. You said, you said it was Friday night, correct? Yeah, Friday Friday night they had came yeah, to visit American uh, Dream and and they did lose to the Riveters two to one. I, yeah, I I caught the end of the because I was at my cousin's wedding Friday night, so I caught the score like afterwards. So yeah, not the greatest night for our will. No, and it also was not the greatest night or day for our will. I guess you could say on Sunday as they made the trek up to Boston to visit the Pride. Oh, and of course it's it's has to, it has to be Boston. It has I mean Boston is a wagon this year. They they truly truly are and and they did Honestly, lose it wasn't for it was for Curran Schroeder, different story, but for the fact that Yeah. I, I think she's going to do it. I said 10, I think she's going to do it. I'm sorry. I mean we'll get into that in a second here that the whale did lose yeah. on Sunday to the Pride 5 to 2. Um, on Saturday, we had the Buttes visiting Toronto. So Michaela Grant-Mentis did make her return trip up north to Toronto. The Six did take Saturday's game three to nothing and showed no mercy on Sunday whatsoever when they faced the Buttes again and took that one seven to two. See, it would have been better if they kept the score six to two because. Yeah. The, yeah, I, yeah, oh, I know. It, it would have been perfectly poetic. Um, but Buttes, though, I don't know what it, it, the Buttes can't catch a break. It's just it's because we talked because we talked about in the off season. We're like, okay, maybe you know, get some get some more players in, get some quality. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll turn around from last year. And it's just, I mean, we're we're in February, and it's still it's like at some point it's got to click for this team. It does. Well, I mean, I know it hurts losing your prospective starting goaltender um, because Cassie Suave is out for the season. She does have to have surgery um, and, you know, kind of she did try to put it off as long as she could, but made the announcement this past week that she was going to officially be done for the rest of the season as she did require surgery for an injury she sustained preseason. So losing that goaltender, who's obviously going to be a big piece of of your team here you kind of you kind of build around a lot of that sometimes that is definitely not an easy blow to a team so i mean they're just they're just trying to to pick up the pieces and kind of rebuild everything um on saturday we did also have the riveters come in 
and face the Boston Pride where Corinne Schroeder, or I'm sorry, Corrine, because I've been saying it wrong. I learned that on a video on on Twitter, uh, oh. thanks to Eric Ayala. Um, Corrine Schroeder got shut out number seven on the year. Oh, uh, my, oh my goodness. Like when the pride shut out the riveters on saturday five to nothing she's having a season like I, I, just I don't, who, I don't know who said it on twitter i think like, i think maybe corwin i, know I think it was corwin it. yeah they said it was like the like the most ever in a season was like three for a goalie mm-hmm. and schroeder like just with like a, with, with a handful of games left it's like oh yeah we're gonna get seven yeah, like it's nothing. You know, it's like 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 who would have thought the Boston Pride would have found like the like greatest goalie the PHL yeah. has ever seen, and it's like her first season. And isn't it her first season in the league too? It surely like, is. Oh, yeah, 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 no problem. Just gonna go <sighs> rookie. It's honestly at this point, give her the rookie of the year. Give her the PHL yeah. equivalent of the Vesna, the Hart Trophy. Yeah, just, just like give, give her. Just give her just give all her the all, just give her all the. At, th- at this yeah. point, like, what more can you do? Like, what more can you do as a team when you have to face a goalie like that who's posting goals against average save percentage out the like out the wazoo, seven yeah. shutouts, season's not even over yet. It's like it's like at this point, just give her all the trophies. Like Outside we're of, you know, the scoring ones, but it's like come on, we're just coming back. Like we're a, a weekend, two weekends removed from All Star Weekend, and she's just absolutely lights out i mean there was the whale force game prior to the all-star game literally the day before um the all-star festivities really kicked off but i mean she's just tearing the league up the the pride are that they should be counting their blessings for kareen schroeder and the magic that she's doing in the net and not only that they are mirroring the Bruins goaltender celebrations after wins with the hugs and the jumpies. And I love it so much. Like I'm I'm here for it. I'm, I'm so very here for it. I saw something on Twitter earlier today. I think it might've also been Corwin. It might've been something else. I don't know. I was lost in Woho Twitter today uh, where they said, if the Bruins win the cup this year and the pride win another Izzy, their season opener next year has to be at TD garden. It has, oh, to it has to be. It has to be. Like, how can it not be at this point? Like, yeah. put them out there. Like, show them off. I mean, I wish I watched the uh, Pro Bowl festivities this weekend for the NFL. And I truly wish that the NHL would support women's hockey athletes the way that the NFL was supporting girls flag football. Because they broadcast the U-17, like final whatever they they did it at the pro bowl it it was for all the marbles broadcast on espn during all the pro bowl coverage like yeah that's really cool yeah that's really cool they kind of did that and honestly it's kind of nice the fact that they kind of went away from the normal pro bowl game and was more just like i kind of dug it i kind of dug it like the flag football stuff like that was actually because i know some people are kind of like this isn't football it's like everyone's trashed on it before it was just a normal pro bowl game like it was like everyone thought yeah. it was a joke so like, i do have to say though in terms of like the all the all-star stuff or the pro bowl stuff that's happened this weekend the ahl absolutely killed it mm-hmm. in terms of like skills competitions the all-star game oh, going yeah. on right now on, the, on nhl network but their skills comp two hours of just pure fun 
Yeah. Like, what the NHL did was an absolute joke. It was it was so chaotic. It was just a the map. NHL's not allowed to have fun. Remember, Zach? No fun oh, allowed. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. We're not allowed. We're not allowed. But no, I mean the AHL, I, I've seen some of the stuff on on Twitter just kind of scrolling throughout the day. Um the Iceman photographer Andrew is actually there with field pass yep. taking pictures. Um, yeah, so with, uh, yeah, with Andrew Rinaldi and uh, Deanna Weinheimer. So, yep, yeah. Well, and it was funny because he posted a picture in our fan group and said, I don't think my pictures from these, this weekend's games are going to turn out. And he had his camera up against the TV on flow sports. Um, th- this <laughs> is the, f- that's, that's pretty good. That's yeah. Pretty this good. is the first like weekend series of games that he's missed. I think since like the COVID season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, it was weird not to have him there and not to see his face because he's always, you know, walking around getting photos and definitely missed his shots from this weekend. But I have one of his pictures hanging right here on my wall. It was a oh, Christmas yeah. present. It's absolutely gorgeous. Oh, and, um, Andrew, Andrew's really good. And I think he is. That, that the fact that we were able to get there and get like a lot of like locker room access stuff mm-hmm. and all that. Oh it's yeah, kind of like, we need like we need one of our guys up there because he he leads he's he runs the whole photography yeah. department over at he's, he's the best absolutely so to, get, he to, is, get up, to get him up there for the wall was huge. Yeah, he is so. absolutely phenomenal. And then to finish out our PHF weekend, of course, Saturday's game between the Force and the Whitecaps was postponed due to weather. Um, however, the Whitecaps did agree to basically stay an additional day, so they did play today on monday which was really kind of awesome uh but on sunday the whitecaps did take down the force four to one and then today as well the whitecaps did complete the weekend sweep with a three two victory over the force so it was definitely it was really fun to like be on my lunch break from work and like (laughs) turn on espn plus and watch hockey because it's not something you really get to do during the week regardless of what hockey you're watching, like you really don't get to like sit down middle of the day and no, and watch but, a hockey game. But like we said, when the whale played on like that Tuesday, Wednesday against Buffalo, That's we could beautiful. get used to like, we could get used to oh, yeah. hockey. Oh, for sure. And I, I, I'm looking at the stats and I'm, I'm going to tell you most of these things should not be a surprise. I'm just going to go over league leaders right now. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to points, Goals, etc. Six out of the seven spots are owned by members of the Boston Pride. Lauren Gable leads the league in points with 31 and goals with 17. Elizabeth Giger leads the league in assists with 14. Lauren Gable leads the league in points per game at an astonishing 2.1 points per game average. Jillian Dempsey leads the league in power play goals with four. And she also leads the league in game-winning goals, also with four. However, all hope is not lost for our <laughs> whale, because no. Taylor Taylor Gerard leads the league in shorthanded goals with three on the season. So, I mean, what you love to see? I mean, it's it's not a lot, but I mean, you love to see it. Though at least someone from the whale is like yeah. doing something amazing. Of course, of course, it has to be Taylor Gerard. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> well, and in all fairness in so Kennedy Marchment is second in the league in shorthanded goals with 2, and Kennedy is tied with Jillian Dempsey with four game-winning goals as well. 
So I mean, it's, uh, it's I mean, it's Kennedy Marchman. We surprised though. It's like it's, Ken, it's Kennedy Marchman. Come on, it, it's Kennedy have a career Marchman, even though it's only been like a season and a half. Yeah, because, just because. And th- this this next section of stats, I'm sure none of this will shock all or amaze anyone. Kareen Schroeder is the only goaltender picture on all of the goalie stats on the stat page. I'm uh, shocked. Shocked, they say. I am, sh- I am sure you are just floored at this information. I am shocked, she, as they say. She currently leads the league with a 1.64 goals against average, a 9.55 save percentage, and 14 wins. I, and seven shutouts. Let's not forget that little caveat. Yeah, yeah. Seven I mean, shutouts. Like I'm sorry, you're a sub one seven goals against, and then nine yeah. fifty five. Yeah. Save percentage. Like yeah. That is like we thought. Katie Burt last year's numbers were absolutely insane. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then the pride were like, oh look, we found this new one. Yeah, we found we found a rookie goalie who can just do about the same or just better, and it's like okay, who Katie Burt? Never heard of her. And they ship her off. She like ship her off somewhere else. Now she's playing with the Revs, and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah no big deal. We got Schroeder now, who's absolutely yeah. just killing it. Like, I mean, like, like, what, like, what do you say to that when you hear stats like that? That's like playing on easy difficulty, and your goalie's like a ninety overall, like stud. It's like she's save... like, nah, no problem. The save percentage and shutout that still will floor me and will probably floor me for years to come are from January 21st when the Pride played the Force and Kareen Schroeder had a 50 save shutout. Oh my Like God. 50, 50 saves in a game is still impressive, but the fact that it was a 50 save shutout. On November 18th, when the Pride p- played the Whitecaps, she had a 49 yeah. save shutout. Yeah, I remember us talking about that too. It was like we thought it was insane because I mean that's really high for people yeah. have to see that many shots. But for yeah. the fact that she stopped all of them, that's 90, that's a 99 saves and two shutouts. Yeah. Like what? Like yeah. It, it takes goalies like at least a good three or four games, maybe five to get 99 saves. She did yeah. that in two. And it was yeah. both shutouts in the process. Like, like it's insane. Like, it is like what, what's, like, in, like what, what's in the Duncan? What's in the Duncan? What's in her Duncan's coffee to make her this good? Success. They brew success into her Duncan's coffee. And I'm just sitting uh, here. I see, what you, I see what you did there. I'm just sitting here. Like she could play like, in the ECHL, she could play in the AHL. She could probably play in the NHL. Like for the Blackhawks, <laughs> sir, sir. I mean, oh, come on. Oh, pl- please tell me you would not love to have a Schroeder Blackhawks jersey. I would lose my mind. I would save every single penny I have ever earned in my life. Uh, to yeah. not only get a Schroeder Blackhawks jersey, but to win a Schroeder game worn Blackhawks jersey. Like basically done. you you and you and Dagger would have to fight each other for that jersey. We would have to battle it out and we would have to decide like you get the home, I get the road. Like we would have yeah. to figure something out because 
like I would spend every penny. But we did also have our friends in the ACHA come back into action this weekend as well. Um, I'm going to go over kind of some stats real quick and then we'll hit just a couple games, you know, pump up the friends of the show, give them that whoa hockey boost that we like to give. Um, so looking at division one standings, roll tech baby, because Indiana tech is still sitting right in that number one spot, 48 points, 24 wins, three losses and one overtime loss. I mean, Things are looking great in Indian at Indiana Tech. They're just beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, uh, I I know uh, this Wednesday. I know. I think it's like what this Wednesday. I think they're they're having a Hawaiian there. night. Hawaiian night for their home for their home. And I think they actually just signed a player too. Um, yeah, I think they did just have a commit. Yeah, I think I remember seeing that as well. Yeah. Um, how about that? The Hawaiian night in Indiana. I mean, I that, I love it so much. It. You're, you're like I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, in third place, we do have our other friends at the University of Michigan with 38 points. They've got 18 wins, four losses, and two ties. Uh, then we've got our friends at University of Michigan Dearborn coming in at 11th place. They've got 12 wins, six losses, two overtime losses, and two ties. The, the whole ties and shutout wins, it just it blows my mind. Um, like... ACHA yeah. stats are, are, are wild, wild. I say, um, scroll down just a little bit further down the board here. I do have some absolutely beautiful news to report. Our friends at Lake Superior state are currently sitting 25th out of 31 teams in the league. Their most updated record is they have six wins and 14 losses. Hey, there you go. And it's four more wins than you know, that's there you go. It is. And the goal differential is looking even better. They are a positive five in the Ooh, goal differential. Go. So they are the from minus one to a plus five. There you go. They are the only team in the bottom 13 with a positive goal differential. Um, watch I mean, our for, friends, watch out, for, watch out for Lake Superior State. We haven't talked to him yet, but, you know, we've talked about Davenport University. They're definitely having a bit of a rough season. Their updated goal differential is negative 188. Um, What's their record? Zero and 21. This has to be their first year. You You would have to assume. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely not having the season that we would love for them to have because obviously we want everybody to succeed. We want everybody to play well. We want everybody to, to get some wins and and have, have a good time out there. Um, But they're definitely having a tough season. If we swing on over to division two, Acha women's hockey, we do have Sioux college still sitting high at number one, still undefeated. Yeah. It looks like everyone's chasing Sioux college at this point. Oh, for sure. If we scroll down just a smidge here, your friends over at CMU are rocking in at the 10th position. They have 12 wins, three losses, and one overtime loss, rocking to 24 points. I mean, they're definitely climbing up there, and we love to see that success for them. Hey, what they say, fire up the chips. But I mean, <laughs> the, the, thing, the thing for them, though, is because like, we talked to Mac about it. I mean, if you, mm-hmm. if you hear that record, it doesn't make any sense why they're staying so far down. Cause you think with three losses, mm-hmm. you at least be in the top five, not like in the 10 spot. So it's yeah. just, I mean, out it's, of it's one of those things, I mean, it's good to see them in the top 10, 
but we all know that the ranking doesn't match the team record because I mean, well, the Chiefs and are, the not Chiefs only are playing out of their minds this year, they're playing amazing mm-hmm. hockey. Not only that, they do have four games in hand on Sioux College, um, and it's kind of the same for a lot of the teams in the top spot here. I mean, Villanova and University of Vermont have only played 14 games so far this season, and they're yeah. sitting at four and five. Um, University of Vermont, their only loss is an overtime loss, so they are 13-0-1. So, I mean, if you kind of look at it, there's some games in hand. There's all that kind of oh, fun stuff going on. So oh, I know it's it's just it's just one of those things of just weird rankings and weird. Mm-hmm. Not the schedules not being the same and all that. So I mean, you, you take it with a grain of salt. But at the same time, though, I mean, the the record that CMU has right now, you love to see it. And oh, for sure. Just, yeah, it's just I think I think Max they have like two more games. So I believe that is correct. And then if we. Scroll down the list just a little bit here. We do find our friends over at Bowling Green, Bowling Green State University. They did have a bit of a rough start to things, but things are starting to turn around. They are now 3-12-2 on the season in 43rd place in the division. Um, so they've definitely had a little bit of a turnaround happen here. And, and I mean, there are some teams above them that haven't even played double-digit games. So it's definitely, yeah, like, I, it's, I it's a schedule situation. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, the fact that you know Chloe and um, Jen and all of them are BGSC or, you know, they're still plugging away at their season. I think they, I think mm-hmm. they also said like they're kind of like their real start to a season for them as a team yeah. overall. So I mean, oh, yeah. it is what it is. But like you said, if there are so many other teams that haven't played as much as them, then honestly, it's just one of those eh, yeah it's a schedule thing. But you know, hey, you, you have to start somewhere, so mm-hmm. you know, got you know got to give. For sure. And I mean, like like they said, this is for a lot of these teams, this is kind of their first real season that they've had since the pandemic. So there's definitely some rust. There's some growing pains. You know, there's things to to figure out. But we love we love that they are fielding a team. Absolutely love to see that Um, over the weekend course of games. uh, Indiana Tech did go visit Adrian College on Friday. They did pull out a three to one win. Lake Superior State came down to visit our friends at University of Michigan Dearborn. Uh, Michigan Dearborn did shut them out five to nothing. Um, so bit of a bit of a tough day there for Lake Superior State. But you know, when our friends play each other, we just want everybody to have a good time. If we're just going to be completely honest, we just want everybody to have a good time. I, I, hope, I hope both teams have fun. <laughs> exactly. On Saturday, we had Jenna and the University of Michigan Wolverines go visit Grand Valley State University. The Wolverines did pull out a four to one win. And then we also had Lake Superior State versus Michigan Dearborn again. Michigan Dearborn, not as big of a difference here in in the uh, the lead category. They did pull out a three one win, so not another shutout. We did get a good goal from Lake Superior State, and, and like I said, they are they are having a bit of a rough go, but we love to see them climbing up those standings. It was nice not to scroll all the way down to the bottom and see our friends there. So that yeah. was always wonderful to see. And then Adrian College came in to Indiana Tech, and Tech did pull out a three one win on Saturday. And then on Sunday, let's see, I didn't get a chance to look at Sunday schedule, so I'm just going to double check and see if any of our, oh, yep, yeah, we got some friends on the list here. Um, so Grand Valley came into Ann Arbor to play Michigan at Yoast, and Michigan did pull out a 5-2 to two win. And that's it for our friends on Sunday in Division One. So if we hop on over to the Division Two scoreboard, 
and take a little bit of a scroll here. Bowling Green did play Loyola on Friday, and they pulled out a four to nothing shutout. So congratulations to our friends over at Bowling Green. Those are scores that we we love to see, especially you know we know you guys have had a bit of a struggle, and we are happy to see some success for you. So definitely want to shout that out. Oh, I mean, especially since you know we know the a certain tendy there. To get we kind of do. Yes, I mean, you love to see friends of the show who are attendees get the shutties. So we're, oh, we're here for it. For sure. And then on Saturday, Loyola faced Bowling Green again, and Bowling Green pulled out a 6-1 to one win. Ooh, so there we go. The, off, the offense is clicking. The offense is clicking. The The back end is clicking. It looks like we've got some, some defense going on. We've got some good tendy stuff happening. Things we absolutely love to see. I mean, even, um, Kelly, I mean, even Kelly's excited. I mean, if you heard that bark, I heard, she was. I heard her. She was very, very excited. Gus is yes. having doggo dreams under the desk right now. So, uh, and oh, wait, nope. Ella's not in the giant beanbag. I am shocked. I will tell you right now, I am legitimately shocked that my dog is not behind me. I don't know where she is. And that makes me a little nervous. I am not going to lie. <laughs> um, I'm not even going to lie a little bit. When I don't know where she is, I get very nervous. Very, Whoa. very, very nervous. Where, where's Where's Gary? I don't know, but did you just do you have it full screen? Because for just a brief moment, Jared from the Mile High podcast was in the green room, and now he's gone. I was gonna bring him up into the show to say hello to everybody, oh. but he just appeared oh, and then disappeared. Oh I, oh, I didn't see that. No. So, alrighty then. You know, nice to briefly see our friend in the green room. Don't know what happened to him. I guess he just wanted to come in and, and then pop out again. Um, so surprise. lots of surprise. I'm here. Surprise. Lots of great things happening over in the ACHA. And then I got to do something kind of cool this weekend. And I know that what I told you about the, it. What was the cool thing that you did? So this weekend at the Community First Igloo in Jacksonville, Florida, the Southern Girls Hockey League held a weekend-long tournament and had games Friday night, all day Saturday, and most of the day on Sunday. So I got to stroll on down to the rink and be absolutely blown away because the rink was full of girls and they were hockey players. And I would have loved to have that growing up absolutely loved it but i mean the, the southern girls hockey league they've got teams there were teams from north carolina south carolina georgia florida i mean all over the place and the talent level was great like i stayed and watched a couple games on saturday unfortunately i wasn't feeling well yesterday so i didn't really get a chance to go up there but i followed along as much as i could and the talent level was amazing like yeah. one of the games I watched, it was a 16U matchup. And I mean, they were back checking. They were in the game. The attendees were absolutely phenomenal. So, um, so the attendees were tending? The attendees were tending. Uh, there was one tendee for uh, the team. They were called the Royals. I don't remember what city that they were from. Um during a stoppage in play, something was going on and she just started spinning in circles. I was like, oh yeah, she was bored to be a goaltender in hockey, like 100%. Okay. 
percent. She passed the vibe check as attendee. She passed the attendee vibe check, and um, the goalie on the opposite team. She was a little bit shorter, maybe on the younger end. Um, she was just lights out. The final of that game was six to two, I believe, six that to two or seven to two. Right. Can't remember the score, but she the the first goal she let in. Um, I was down on that end of the ice, and it was one of it was she'd just gotten through a five on three like it was now five on four and there was just a little bit of a defensive breakdown <laughs> and she just like threw herself back and her teammates came over and just you know gave her a little bit of encouragement let her know you know our bad it's gonna be fine and I mean it's great to see this game is growing but it's not just growing for boys there is an entire southern girls hockey league yeah like you love to see it it's amazing love to see it hockey in the south i mean i know a lot of traditional hockey fans like to to dump on the south and how we don't know hockey and we don't understand hockey yeah you could not tell that to i would say probably the 100 plus girls that were at that arena this weekend because they i mean there weren't there, there were a couple uh, of moments. Um, I watched a video of Coach Nadine from Ohio State. She was talking in a practice, and somebody got tangled up, fell down, and just kind of sold it. And she was like, are there any referees here right now? No. Nobody cares that you fell down. Get up. Like, there were a couple moments when I wanted to be like, yes, you fell down. The referee didn't call nothing. Like, get up. Get off the ice. You're fine. You're okay. Yeah. Um, But no, 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 no. It's like, no, no, really, you're okay. But to see this game growing and thriving for girls, like Mm -hmm. that just gives me so much hope for what the future of the PHF looks like, what the future for the women's national team looks like. Because you're not just going to see girls from Minnesota and Michigan and Illinois and, you know, New England on the national teams anymore. You're going to start seeing girls from North Carolina, Florida, Arizona, all of these places that are non-traditional hockey markets, but where they're actually taking the time to grow the game. Oh yeah. hundred percent. And they're taking the time to invest in these girls. There was a a girl who was, I I don't want to say she was injured because she did play the rest of the game, but she got hurt. And she was down and their coach absolutely loved her. She was wearing like almost knee high, like cowboy style boots. She jumped (laughs) over the boards and like went out there to help that girl. And, you know, got her up, got her a little bit of encouragement. One of her teammates helped her to the ice. And this coach just marched right on back to the bench. Like she owned the place. And I was like loving this moment like you're just here for it basically i was a hundred percent here for it because she absolutely owned that ice i have worn cowboy boots maybe twice in my life never again they are not comfortable in any way shape or form no but to be wearing them and then own the ice like that like ma'am ma'am yeah ma'am i love you And they even had a photographer that was there taking pictures throughout the tournament. He was absolutely amazing. I believe his name was Milo Davis. 
Um, he had like a, a, a hockey sweater on that he had like custom made for himself. It said protographer on the back. Um, and nice. he was talking to just like a random parent who was not participating in the tournament because they had like the second sheet was open for a normal like, you know, public sessions, etc. through part of the day. And this this dad was just asking questions about girls hockey. And he was like, you know, this is the fastest growing segment of our game. It really is. And and it's true. Like girls and women's hockey, it is the fastest growing segment in hockey right now. Yeah. I mean, absolutely here for because you, mm-hmm. you love to see it because it just shows that hockey definitely can be for almost everyone. And the fact that the how fast it's growing too yeah. is amazing. Well, and I mean, the NHL loves to say that hockey is for everyone. You know, that is their their go-to slogan. And and we, Zach and I know, if you don't know, hockey is for everyone isn't just about pride. Hockey is for everyone is literally talking about how hockey is for everyone. It is for boys. It is for girls. It is for people in the LGBTQIA community. It is for people of color. It is for people who are not Canadian or American or Russian. It is for literally everyone. If you want to watch hockey, watch hockey. If you want to go to a hockey game, go to a hockey game. I guarantee you, you will find somebody who will start a conversation with you. Because I've never been to a hockey game where I didn't talk to at least one new person. Right. And if you have questions, like find a person in a jersey. Like if you stumbled upon this podcast and you've never been to a hockey game, welcome. Um, first off, hi. like, <laughs> hi, hi, welcome. But find a local game. You'd be surprised how many hockey teams exist outside of the NHL. In your city, there is probably some sort of minor league hockey. Like, you don't have to go to an NHL game to go enjoy hockey. So find a game. Google hockey near me. And you will find hockey. Go to your local arena. Support the kids playing. You don't have to know a kid on the team to go watch youth hockey. Like, go sit in the stands. Go watch these kids grow and develop their love of the game. It is absolutely astonishing and amazing to see, like, a young kid fall in love with this game. Like, that, the moment that it clicks and they just, like, realize that this is the game that they want to participate in. It, it's amazing. It was also really cool seeing, like, all of these kids come over from the public session to watch these girls play hockey. That's so, that's so cool. You love to see it. That's amazing. There, there was only one kid I was worried about. It was the kid who was watching the game and said, you know, I think I want to be a referee. Sweetheart. Who hurt you? <laughs> like, I don't know if I've ever heard anybody say, I think I want to be a referee. Are you okay? Did someone hurt you? Like, who hurt you, honey? But I'm going to get off of my girls hockey is awesome soapbox. It was super cool to see. I cannot wait for next season because Jacksonville will be icing an all-girls hockey team. Um, They are the Jacksonville Lunas. Their great, logo great is great, yeah. sick. Uh, there's currently a push to get some adult merchandise available. And hopefully one day soon there will be a Jacksonville Luna's jersey on my wall because it will absolutely go on the wall. I will make room for it on my wall. 
Um, If I have to rearrange jerseys again, there will be a Luna's jersey on these walls somewhere. Um, So it is super. So that maybe we can get some more girls interested in the game. Yeah. So, I mean, it was an exciting weekend for women's hockey. We also had, I mean, we definitely forgot to mention the fact that like, there were women hockey players at the NHL All-Star game. And who Sarah Nurse, ma'am. Sarah, Sarah Nurse's goal is just the highlight. Let's be honest, outside of Andre Svechnikov for the Black, for the Hurricanes, like just absolutely killing on the fastest skater. Nurse's goal was just pure like like ma'am, that's illegal in some countries and you need to calm it down. That was like, too good. That was we disgusting. needed we needed some warning, but even like at the pressers, um, Hillary Knight was talking. I don't even remember which reporter it was. I just saw a video of it, and they asked Hillary about, you know, what the PHF is doing and you know how that success will translate into women's hockey. And she really put it perfectly: a rising tide lifts all ships. Yeah. The PHF being so successful right now, and the salaries being where it, where they are, that is going to do nothing but make all women's hockey better. It would, be, it would be nice if we saw some uh, PHWPA players make their way over to the PHF. and We have. I mean, more of them. I mean, yes. There's always room for imagine, more. Imagine more teams with all those players in the PWHPA. There would have to be a draft. There would have to be a draft. Oh, yeah, they would have to be. But I'd be here for it. Otherwise, Boston would have every single one of them and nobody no. would win a game ever again. No. No. <laughs> It would have it would have to be everyone who came over from the PWHPA if it was like a mass like if like that that whole league was switching over, then all those players would have to go into a draft. Oh yeah, there and would have would to be have, a draft. And, and, well, then you would have to also expand too, though, because there's there's not enough roster spots for it. you. Would have to expand at least another. Bring it teams. on! Bring it on! A sixteen team PHF. Ooh. I would cry the happiest of tears. How did you? Now you would have to do like weekday hockey because there's no way you'd fit it up. Well, unless you do like eight games in one day. Say less. <laughs> so much hockey. Say less. <laughs> Challenge accepted for Beth. She'll watch all eight games in the same day. <laughs> I that, will. That, I will have PHF hockey on every device in this house. That, well, that's where you would need like the NHL TV's like multi-screen feature. Oh, I miss it so much. Or just for the PHF. I miss it so much. That was fun. So much. So much. Yeah. So, my friend Zach, where can the humans find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at one true Zach on Twitter. That's O N E true Zach. It's actually spelled out like the number one, not the actual number itself, like the O meters. Uh, you can find me over on instagram at, VR, <laughs> at zach r martin 22 it's it's been it's been <laughs> i was sick last week i'd stayed home wednesday to try to recuperate for the drive it's been it's been a whirlwind of a week since last yeah. wednesday so yeah so zach r martin 22 over there on instagram if you want to follow my writing i write for field pass hockey over at fph checkers which covers the charlotte checkers uh ahl team beth where can people find you on the socials 
So on the Twitter, you can find me at Wonder Beffers. This is where it gets a little confusing, friends, especially if you're not watching this on YouTube, because mine is like the word wonderful, not like the number one, like, like Zachary over there. I mean, like, I wonder what happened to the Oneaters? Yes, and I will never let you not do that. I, I like how the fact you kind of like goofed yourself up on the finger pointing again. I did because I was doing the hands and then the hands got all confusing and it is what it is. And then on Instagram, you can find me at good, better Beffers. Um, you'll see most of my dogs and my cats there, which I'm surprised we didn't have a cameo from Gary today. I'm pretty sure he's sleeping in his cat hidey hole over here. I haven't yeah, seen him in a while. It's, so it's usually, usually the low show brings out the Gary, but it does. Cause he loves women's hockey. Like he maybe, is my maybe, cat. Maybe cause it's not Sunday. Maybe, Maybe. I think he might be confused earlier today um, when I was working, he kept walking across the desk and I would like blow on him and he would meow. And it was really hilarious because it, it was just like on repeat. Like I would, I would just meow, meow. And I'm like, all right, buddy, I guess this is our new game. It's fine. Uh, and of course, do not forget to follow our show. Let's talk about hockey on Twitter and Instagram at talk. hockey pod. So for, for me, Beth, for my dude, Zach, this has been our Woe Show, friends. Episode 44. Let's go. We will catch you on Thursday for some hockey talk. I do have to say, though, I know it's. I know usually we do the hockey, like the Blackhawks player, the one, but because I know it's the Woe Show, we haven't done a Blackhawks one in a while. And I would be remiss if we didn't mention Calvin DeHaan. We do love some CDH. Like, so, and episode 44 technically should have been a hockey show. But yeah, we did take so. the week off. So Calvin DeHaan, my friend, this one is for you. If you happen to listen to this episode, please unblock my friend at Courtney Dagger 50 at VF Center Ice Pod. <laughs> um, she doesn't know what she did wrong and she absolutely adores you. And somehow and she, she's blocked. She, she so she has a picture. She literally has a signed jersey from him. And pictures of him signing the jersey with her. So, Calvin, if you're listening, please unblock our friend Courtney. I will always ask this of you anytime you are mentioned on any show that we are on. So, pretty please, with cherries on top, unblock our friend Courtney Dagger because she loves you. So, we will catch you on Thursday for episode 45, our hockey show. We're back. The boys will be back. Unsure what the vibes are going to be. Probably <laughs> bad. Hold no high hopes, my friends. <laughs> we'll get you on Thursday. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Yay. Thank you for watching this Five in a Game Sports Network podcast. Now avoid the stuff and go enjoy your game misconduct. See you next time.